Are you ready? Yep. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. I had to pull the cork out of my old uh, Coca-Cola there. Yeah. So we could do this episode. Those are hard to find. Those Coca-Colas with a cork in them. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're a special edition That's from uh, old school. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are here for another episode of Saturday morning sales meeting. Did you know that? I did. Uh, I might be a little closer to the mic than you, but that's okay because I'm excited and I want to be louder than you on this episode. <laughs> on the whole episode? Well, at least for the part where uh, I'm talking. <laughs> oh, just those parts. Hey, did we say good morning? We did. Good morning, Ray. We said that. We did? Yeah. And I said, how are you doing? Yeah, we did that whole thing. Really? Yeah. I don't remember it. Hey, it's... Uh, like it, was, some... it was a while ago. <laughs> Easy to forget. It was a long time ago, John. Well, we've it was exactly it. I mean, a minute in, and five seconds ago. In my defense, we've done this. We, we were trying to start this episode. You said, okay, we're ready. And I said, good morning, Ray. And you said, oh, wait, not yet. Let yeah. me fix this. True. So I said, good morning, Ray. And you said, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, it's still yeah, not working. It, it occurred, what, like four times? So I've done it, yeah. yeah. Like four, so <laughs> I forgot if we actually got a take on tape or not. We did. All right. Let me give you the weather report. Please. It's 79 degrees outside. It is incredibly sunny and uh, doesn't look like a good fishing day. It looks like we'd be hot and miserable out there. I'm looking at 72. Well, I'm trying to read my thermometer from across the room. Actually, it says... Dude, it says 79. Does it? I'm getting up to look. Well, mine is very generalized for the whole area of Chattanooga. Yours is specific to right outside your door. Yeah. And the people are mowing outside. It's not... I'm just kind of irritated. <laughs> I kind of have a headache. The people are mowing when I have a headache. Perfect. It doesn't look like a good fishing day. It's what? very bright and sunny, which is not helping my headache. Okay. <sighs> Let me breathe. I yeah. didn't do my breathing exercises. Right. Please. Just come on, man. <sighs> Center yourself. Okay. Zen state. Happy place. You know what might help? Tell me. If I could hear some sounds of nature. You know what? We provide sounds of nature. I think that's actually your first point for this. So welcome to our 50th released episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It's the silver silver, uh, anniversary of the um, uh, promulgation. Oh, wow. The promulgation? I was go- I was gonna say what? How do you uh, are the consummation? Wow, of- <laughs> I think you're getting kind of personal of our uh, podcast here today. Yes. Yeah. We'll just call it number fifty. Let's just call it the silver fiftieth. All right. What's the hundredth? I was just gonna ask you that. Is that gold? I don't know. Can't be. There's no way that in that in the realm of marriages and anniversaries that there would be a silver for the fiftieth, and you'd have to wait till a hundred. Because, I mean, these things are passed down from generations, and people didn't live to be 100. They were lucky to get to 50. Much less be married for 50. Are you looking it up? up? Yeah. What is gold? Can you just... I notice you're typing, which shows your age, because most people would lift their arm up and have their watch on and go, Hey, Siri, what's the gold anniversary? Most people... I mean, I would if I had my Apple Watch on. Uh, it's platinum. charging. 
hundredth is yep. platinum. Yep. The hundredth anniversary is platinum. Yep. I can't imagine many people get there. Uh, I mean, you'd have to live to be at least like 115, even if you got married in the olden days where you got married at 15. Yeah, I guess this is considered, uh, you know, anniversary, like wedding anniversary. Yeah. And not many people have 100 years of being married. That's what I'm saying. They'd have to be 120, right? Or 110. <laughs> I mean, shit. How old are you when you get married? Right. Can you hear and read at the same time? I, I literally just said all that. <laughs> Apparently, I can't. <laughs> my hearing shuts out while my. <laughs> I'm the same are... way. I'll be uh, coaching in dealerships and like be on my computer typing up, you know, recommendations or something. Right. And somebody's talking to me, and I'm like, "You're gonna have to give me a second. Let me stop what I'm doing and focus my attention on you." Okay. See, and that's probably a better way to do it. Than me going, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> as I have no idea what they're saying. Yep, yep, I got you. And then you turn around and, and then say turn around and go, exactly. okay, now, will you say that again? I literally had a, a girl who has become a great friend of mine uh, in Jasper, Alabama, at a dealership. And she would walk up to me, because we coached, I coached with her for like three years. Yeah. And she would walk up and go, I see that you're typing, could... I'm asking you, could you stop typing and give me your attention for a moment? She knew you. Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely. Thank you for saying right. that. Right. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate I you recognizing you? the fact that I was not going to be paying attention to you while I was typing. And <laughs> Yeah. And it was just, yeah, common courtesy. I thought, uh, this is a great working relationship. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, first clip, Ray. We should explain the format. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You jumped over a whole big part. <laughs> Of what we need to be doing here. So, All right, let's talk our about 50th, what we're going to do. Yeah. So, for our 50th, what we've decided is... What is going on with your phone? You guys. cannot put it down. Turn it face down and mute it, and let's record a podcast. Our 50th. What, well, is for the first 49, for the first 49, we've dealt with that. So, you know, is there something it's a little disingenuous to not to do it on our 50th, but okay. no, it is face down. It wasn't distracting me. It was distracting you, but I'll, I'll respect that. Okay. So for our 50th, we'll, let's, we'll play it back on our hundredth and we'll see if it was distracting you <laughs> because I guarantee you it was, but go ahead, please. <laughs> So, on our 50th, what we've decided to do is kind of reminisce as to some of the first 49 episodes that we've done and go into some more detail as to some of the issues surrounding. Is that right? No, I wouldn't say it's just issues. Uh, I, I think it's just kind of reliving some of our most memorable moments or, you know, what I like to say is something you brought up. That's why we're doing this is... You say you've listened in the car and heard a few episodes and you're like, oh man, I wish I had said this. Yeah. You know, and so that's what gave me the ideas to suggest, why don't we do that? Yeah. Why don't we play some excerpts from earlier episodes? And then as I re-listened, mm -hmm. I found that, yeah, you know, a lot of the things that I thought, oh, I wish I'd have said this, weren't as <laughs> Wasn't that consequential. Big of a deal? Yeah, they really didn't make much well, that's difference, okay, but we're kind of I found a few. We're kind of committed to this now. We are, yeah. We're so, we're we're fully vested. So that's what we're gonna do. Yep. Even though you may have changed your mind as yeah. to whether that was a good idea. Yeah, I got nothing for you, but let's go for it. 
Right. Hey, man. Well, I'm, ready I'm for glad you're on board because the first one is very consequential. Uh, it's my choice that I wanted to play this clip and talk about it. Uh, and uh, let's just set this up a little bit. So you know what's coming, but our audience so, doesn't. So would this be a, like a best of? I wouldn't no. call it the best of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But hey, we could call it that. We'll call it whatever we want. If this first example is going to be our best of, we have a long way to go. Yeah. All right. uh, A lot of times, Ray, when we record an episode, especially back in the early spring when the weather was just turning nice after being cold all winter long. And this was even still winter. I mean, technically. We're talking February. Yeah. Yeah, so... It would be a nice day. We have a nice neutral climate here, even in February. I know for a couple of years ago on Christmas Day, it was 72 outside, and my family had a picnic out in my back patio there looking yeah. at the beautiful banks of the Tennessee River. Well, yeah, being in that region of the country, that doesn't have re- the extreme... This region of the country? We are in that region. Okay. Or this region, Yeah. That uh, doesn't have the extreme winter, right? We don't have the extreme summer. We're kind right. of in that that mid place. It's kind of like uh, Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're you going to get. You never know what you're going to get. And, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of people who move here, they call them halfbacks. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, people who live up north in the icy tundra of the northern regions of the country. Right. And they move all the way down to Florida. Yeah. And it's just too hot for them. Okay. So they move halfway back. In the Tennessee, North Carolina okay. region of I the country, it. Alabama. And I've never heard yeah, of this. so they're halfbacks. It makes perfect right? sense. They move all the way south and they come halfway back and that's where they settle. I love it. I love yeah, it. so we're in that region. Well, I hate to let the secret out, but Chattanooga is a beautiful place to oh, live. Yeah. And, and it's got the gamut of lifestyle and political and. Uh, Every kind of choice you can make about life in general is here. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I love about it and is we I've all lived, have to live together, so we all get along pretty well. I've lived in the Pennsylvania, Ohio areas. I've lived, most of my youth was spent in the extreme South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. And yeah, so compared to both of those extremes, I prefer this area. You like the climate? I like the climate. I like the terrain. Yeah, there's mountainous regions. Right. There are plains. There are oceans. There are Well, there are not many oceans around here, but there's water. Yeah, I was <laughs> being facetious, but yes, we have water and mountains. Yeah. And if, if you're a little too hot, you can go up to the top, top of Lookout Mountain and get cool off. Or Montego Mountain, where we live. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a little far away. <laughs> okay. But you make the drive. So we digress. You were talking about... Uh, setting up this first clip that you had for us. We were worried we would be able to fill a full episode. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to fill three full episodes. Because we've been talking for 12 minutes now, and we haven't even gotten to the first one. So, please. And we have like six or eight. <laughs> well, I hope you're in this for the long haul. I hope you're on a road trip listening yeah. to this one. Buckle in, brother. <laughs> Or sister. All right. Well, uh, delay no more. Anticipate no further. Because here comes the first clip. Go. 
Actually, I have to tell a little bit more because you interrupted me when I was setting it up. God forbid. <laughs> All right, so it was February when uh, we started to add intro music to our podcasts. And when I was doing that, the episode we happened to be editing for us was like episode 20. For the audience, it was like episode 6 or something. Right. Um, we had the door open. Yep. And it was a sp- spring day according to nature, maybe right. not according to the month on the calendar, but there were birds chirping and we couldn't like hardly get a 68 good... to 70 degrees outside. I yeah. mean, absolute beautiful. We couldn't hardly get a good take of our podcast because there were always these bird sounds in the background. Right. Legitimate, actual bird. I mean, yeah, no dubbed birds. These were the live birds outside chirping. Well, I want to play an example of one of those, if I may. Please. So that showed up in one of our intros when we were talking, you know, saying good morning and all this, introducing the show. This was at the top of the show. And I thought, well, I'm just going to leave that in. Because, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of, I don't takes me outdoors. And right. Let you know, Brings you know. nature into it. Yeah. Hopefully it's serene for the people listening. Right. Well, I, on the next episode that we recorded, I thought, I want to chop those bird sounds. And I want to put it on this episode, too. Because it'll kind of give me a marker of when to start the music. Yeah. So that became our... Like three, two, one. Right. Anybody who's go. listened to multiple episodes has heard those birds. Whether you knew it or not. Yeah. Because when at the very start, it's those birds chirping and then bam, the uh, intro music, which is one of my favorite live bands to see. Because oh. I want to play that sound amplified a little bit more when I actually captured it and amplified it. And this is the take we use for the birds chirping. Go. Did you hear the little at the end? Listen. Yeah. Now that was kind of a natural sound too, which is the start of your intro music starting to play. All right. Now it's our intro music. Well, you picked it. Right. I did. Now it's ours. Okay. I embrace it fully. Oh, great. All right. I just want to make sure of that. Now, did, because you like- you're, you're big on the yours and mine, and there's very little ours in your mind, right? You know, I mean, it was your topic. Don't psychoanalyze me. Just tell <laughs> what tell the folks what song that is. If that you is, wish to plug them, that's Cowboy Mouth, that one is- of the greatest bands you'll ever see live anywhere in the country. You've told me about them so many times. I've they, never they, seen them. They are the best rock show you'll see. If you ever have the opportunity to see Cowboy Mouth. Do you know where they're from? Louisiana. New New Orleans, Louisiana. Sweet. Okay. And you're a huge fan. Obviously, that's why we chose this. Yes. We. Well, okay. I appreciate you getting on board, embracing it. So one thing about that live recording, this is a live song, a live recording. Right. And it just like starts out full on guitars and drums. Bam. Bam. Right. Like it's an energetic song. In your face. And I didn't really like that for the start of a podcast because I didn't want to blow people's speakers out. So I kind of put a little fade in on it. So here's the final intro that you hear on every show. Go. (laughs) 
Yeah. So oh, yeah. if you listen to the real version of that song, it doesn't bleed in like it does there. No. It just slams you in the face. And it still sounds pretty slamming in the face, even right. with your, your bleed. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to bleed out yeah, all right. of that slam. Right. But, but anyway, so yeah, I, I just thought that we should, uh, I don't know, just maybe... Give the behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe people won't be interested, but I thought it was kind of cool that we caught some natural bird sounds yep. just by happenstance. You picked your song, I and did. I kind of you know, put it all together in this one famous, now famous... Boom! I love it. Every you time I hear that song, are you... Yeah. The count of four. <laughs> I count down with them every time. One, two, two five, three. six, seven, eight. Seville, Shavazel, Schnaffer Nave Incorporated. Is that what you do? No. Okay. Moving on, Ray. Yes. So you want to move on to the next clip? Yes. <laughs> yes. Please, I'd like to do something. You don't, you don't have any more fill-in material? No. We're, we, we've covered that one. <laughs> Not just on that one, just in general. Well, then uh, what are we going to play next here, Ray? Which one do you want to go to? Uh, you're looking at your computer screen, so please surprise me. How about we talk about our fifth episode, which is why Saturday morning sales meeting. I like it. Now, that kind of has a double entendre, a double meaning. Okay. It means, why did we want to do this? Right. And then it means why also... Why people listen? Yeah. Thank you for spoiling my big <laughs> review. <laughs> Go ahead. No. I'll, I'll shut up for a little while. You no, just keep no, talking. No, no, Please. Go ahead. So, and this is one that I have said a number of times that we want to redo... But every time I listen to it, I think, no, I think it pretty much covers it. I mean, have you felt the same way? Do you feel like... Oh, you want me to talk now? <laughs> no, but you're going to, so I figure I might as well, I might as well set you up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Ray. I'm giving you a hard time, which uh, we'll get to later in the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we do have a couple of clips of me uh, being well, an antagonist for no and, reason. Right, and... And there are also those points in time mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm telling kind of my view, my take on something, and you cut me off like you're bored with it. But then you'll go on to talk about something and go much longer than I was going. Really? Yeah. I wish I had an example. I, it's probably not true. It's <laughs> why you don't have an example of that. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next clip is, again, from episode five. It's YSMSM. And uh, let's just give it a listen. We can talk afterwards, huh? Go. Do you ever listen to any sales training that talks about Pontiacs? Uh, you know, I have heard somebody okay. talk about Pontiacs. That's funny. It's, it's, it's amazing the way the car industry changes. <laughs> right. So we've we've seen um, all of the the newest, latest, greatest. You know, and I tell you one thing that frustrates me <laughs> is hearing these different people uh, talk about. Oh gosh, the car industry has completely changed. I call BS. I, I think one thing has never changed since the dawn of man right. is. You, you you find a problem and you provide a solution. Right, 
right? That's, I mean, that's all there is to selling. Yeah. Identify and, the problem and provide a solution. And specifically to the car industry, it's the road to the sale, right? There may be new technologies that allow us to uh, begin the road to the sale with different, a, a different stage. It still um, involves selection. It, it still involves, involves yeah, F&I. Trusting your, you and your dealership, uh, getting them in, landing them on a vehicle. Agreeing uh, to figures. Right. Building value in that vehicle, whatever method we're using. Uh, so we wanted to get down to the, the nitty-gritty, so to speak, of, of what it means to, to be in sales in the car business. Okay, there's the clip, Ray. All right. What are your thoughts? I didn't hardly hear any of it. I was messing with the mic. I was scooting the computer around. <laughs> uh, what did we even talk about? I heard Pontiacs. Right. Well, we talked about how the new digital realm, and this was in January, right? This wasn't as everybody was talking about it in May. This was back in January. We're saying the digital aspect of retail in the car business is the trend that's moving forward. So we were a little, uh, what would you say, head of the curve? Uh, head <laughs> of the curve, so to speak. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm kidding about not listening to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was very kind of foretelling that here we are back in, I don't even know when we recorded this, December, January? January? Yeah. And we're talking about an article that I saw on LinkedIn saying, you know, this is the new way of doing business. You're going to have to change the way you do it. And not only, the guy wasn't even talking about digital retail. Right. He was talking about just a different way to handle customers or something. And the fact that we're back then talking about doesn't matter how we do the steps we do. Right. I mean, there are people now, you and I know of a training company we watched the other day that says, you know, we ought to go online as long as they want to go online and then transition to in person. Correct. Well, that's exactly what we were saying. Yeah. Months ago. Yeah. But, nearly six months ago. And and I think it's that pendulum, right? It went from the extreme, get them in the dealership, get them in the dealership, to now the extreme of we can't worry about trying to get them in the dealership. We can only worry about dealing with them online. And we feel like, you know what, it's not either extreme, yeah. right? That, hey, you know what? I mean, it's, it's not what, a laughing matter. But no, it's but not what's at all. The However, laughing matter is... The management in car dealerships changing their brains saying, well, we can't, you know, try to work a deal in person anymore. Right. I call BS. Right. No, we want to be in person as soon as possible. And that was our point back in January is we've got to be digitally friendly. Yeah. We've got to be able to provide them the level of comfort that they have, whether they want to continue this road to the sale, which has not changed. And and we're fine if people want to buy a car online. I think you should sell them a car online. Sure. But what we are saying mutually is... We have a better influence over that sales process while the customer is face-to-face with us. Right. So the sooner we can make that transition, the better for the dealer. Right. And in another way, the better for the customer because they don't know how to do this. They do this once every three to five years. Right. I mean, I know... My father, for example, buys a new car every ten years. Yeah, he doesn't. The process changes in that decade since he bought his last <laughs> one. 
You know, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But ultimately, it didn't change. Well. Right? It's building value. It's uh, gaining respect and and comfort and reliability of the dealership and the people that he's dealing with. Touche. The core of it did not change. Right. And and I think that was our point then, and that's our point now, is the core of doing business as selling a product hasn't changed in 10,000 years. And if they want to go further in the the road of the sale, which hasn't changed virtually, yeah. Well, hey, let's That's go fine. virtually. Yeah. yeah, let me continue down this road with you virtually. Right. If at any point I can get them into the dealership, I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity well, it's just because like it's taking, in their best interest. Amen. And it's just like taking an internet lead where we're emailing back and forth. Well, we want to convert that to a phone call. You know, we want to convert that to a phone call as soon as possible so that we can use our voice inflection, our tone, our tempo. Tone, yada, cadence, yada, yada. volume, inflection, right. Yeah. All the things that we have at our disposal to be able to build greater value, not right. just in the vehicle, but in the dealership and in the opportunity to come in. Amen. All right, brother. Well, hey, there was one last little clip in this same episode, uh, number five, that I just thought you said something very profound, and I want to play this little Five-second clip. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. The the problem is not that we don't know what to do. Right. The problem is we just don't do it. The problem is not that we don't know what to do. The problem is that we don't do it. We don't do it. Right. And that's what we find in consulting with dealerships all over the country on a regular basis is they know what to do, right? I mean, they understand. I think two points. One, the magic of being a consultant is not reinventing the wheel. It's telling you how to build a better wheel. Right. But the beauty of your statement to me is simple things like logging every customer that walks into the showroom. Right. Can you find a person in the world that's in the car business that says we should not log every person that comes into the showroom? Right. And the converse of that is exactly what I was going to say is, can you find a dealership anywhere in the country that is saying, yes, we capture 100% of the people walking off the lot? They don't. They know they don't. Yeah. So that's the incongruency there is everyone says we should, and also everyone says we don't. Right. Yeah. So, and I think the, the key is finding a way to transition from there's that what we know we should do and that's what we know we're we are doing and finding that bridge to how do we reflect better so we have got have better processes in place and better activities in place to make sure that we're doing more of what we know we should be doing anyway i, I know my listeners my listeners <laughs> I know our, I got my words confused. I know our listeners can't see me right now, but my head is nodding vigorously. Okay. Because you hit the nail on the head. Is That's the beauty of consulting and kind of being a liaison with the dealer is, yes, we should be doing these things and no, we're not. What magic wand do you have? You know, what can you, how can you help me do this? Yeah. And and obviously and, there are ways. Yes, there are ways. <laughs> All right, man. We won't reveal those right now because we're doing our 50th anniversary. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the next clip. 
I'll tell you what, while we're on this line of coaching and mentoring and, and consulting, why don't we go to, uh, I don't even have an episode number for this. I'm so ashamed. But I do have a clip, Ray. So there is some element of that, of the psychology of the sale, that just having a second voice repeat that. Um, I think it's great from a from a training standpoint because the the customer will relay their experience a little differently than the salesperson might relay the experience back to the sales manager. So I'm going to get a better handle on how I might need to coach the salesperson differently or, or uh, increase the level of training over a certain area of what well, they're doing. E either intentionally or not. You know, the salesman could come tell one story and wholeheartedly believe that's how the conversation went down. Oh yeah. When the, the customer could give you a totally different version of events and totally believe that they're being honest and truthful. What do you think, Ray? Any truth to that? Absolutely. You take two people who've heard the same conversation or been a part of the same conversation. The same event, the same exact right. event as two different points of view coming from their right. own selves. And they do not match up as far as their situational understanding of that situation. Yeah. Well, right. I can think of two examples, and I know you have more to say about this, but let me throw these out there. So number one is like the telephone game. You heard of this thing, you know, played as kids where you sit in a circle and you say, uh, Johnny picked up a watermelon at the fruit stand. And you whisper that to the person on your right. And by the time it gets all the way around the circle by people whispering in each other's ear, it comes back as Johnny's riding a bicycle in New Orleans. You know, right. who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, okay, there's one example. The other example I like to say is if you're a sales manager... You've dealt with this. Yeah. Because you've had two salespeople walk up to you and, and have an argument. You know, that guy took my deal. That, that's my customer over there that he's working. Right. And you got to try to figure out, all right, what am I going to do with this situation? Yeah. And neither one is lying. Yeah. Right? They both have their own perspectives on what occurred. And it's one person's view, the other person's view, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Right? Is that... It's their perspective, right? It's all their preconceived ideas. It's what they heard. It's what they were experiencing internally that the other person wasn't aware of. And it doesn't necessarily translate into one accurate, everybody can agree, this is what happened. It's, so, it's, yeah, it's translated through your own perception. Right. I, I love how you bring that psychological aspect to sales. Yeah. Is, you know, understanding that the customer... You know, this comes up all the time. The customer comes in and says, I'm just looking. Not because he's not wanting to buy. It's because he's got his preconceived notions as to what you're going to do to try yeah. to, you know, ram him into a car deal. Right. He's throwing up a wall. Yeah. Right. Hey, no, no, no. Don't try to sell me yet. I just want to look around for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So how do we start to tear down that wall? Amen. It's about finding agreement and finding common ground. And that's why, you know, I've heard you say in the past uh, that managers trigger deals. Oh, gosh. Hopefully that's true, that yeah. the managers are the best closers in the room. Yep. And the earlier that we can get those managers involved in a deal, the more likely we are to close that deal. Yeah. 
I love the statement, and I've heard Lawson Owen articulate it the best to say, every problem in a dealership is a management problem, and every solution is a management solution. Yeah. Right? To say my my salespeople are the problem, yeah, no, they're not. It's Which, management. Everyone but managers loves to hear that. <laughs> right. The dealer loves to hear it's not his fault. The salespeople, salespeople love to hear it's not their fault. Right. Yeah, that's a beat up on the managers. They they get too much leeway anyway. Yeah, and it's not beating up on them so much as it's encouraging them to, you've got to get involved. It's showing them their power. Yeah. Okay. That's another way to say it. Yeah, well, I prefer to beat up on them. Yeah, yeah, well. Sorry, SOBs. <laughs> get off your ass. <laughs> got Velcro stuck on the bottom of their ass. Hey, on this same episode that I unfortunately can't remember the number of, um... We got into an interesting little psychological thing here, a little side topic that has nothing to do with nothing, but uh, I want to share it with you and see what your thoughts are at the end. Oh, great. (laughs) Do I have your permission? Yeah, no, please. Or you could run across this hill and who's going to say, you know, oh, no, that guy's a tire kicker. I don't know, man. He's totally unrealistic. I don't know. When the truth of the matter is, he, he he's not going to make it off. It's a mini. It's a flat deal. You know, I don't know. He doesn't want to work it. And hopefully your sales managers know more than your salespeople, or at least the newer ones, on how you can structure a deal to achieve what the customer is wanting to see while not really losing gross on that deal. Well, it goes back to raising the value, right? And maybe the the sales manager has a better handle on how to sell the benefits of doing business today with this dealership. Create that urgency, create that value of doing business at this dealership versus another dealership. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I can see you agree. I do. I do. That's when I say, oh, yeah, that means I agree. Okay. Well, your head was nodding. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can tell, Ray, but it's written all over your face that you agree with this principle. <laughs> so I think even before the TO, an effective TO happens when John. <laughs> I'm just stuck on the read it on your face deal <laughs> because that, have you ever used that? It's a great because people can't see their own face, right? So if you tell them, I can tell by the expression on your face that you think this is a great deal. They're going, am I really putting that forth? Right. And either either it's because, okay, I do think it's a great deal, but I think I ought to try to negotiate, but he's seeing right through me. He can see right through me. Yeah, or it's... Really? Is that what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's not a great deal. But if I'm looking like it's a great deal, maybe it is. I don't know why my face is is lying (laughs) the way it is. Uh, I can can tell by the expression on your face. You think this is a great deal, or you know this is a great deal. So I think the most effective TO happens when there was an early introduction. So what do you think, Rick? Was it written all over your face that you agreed with me? Yes, it was. <laughs> and two thoughts on that. Okay. One, that's one of your favorite things, right? Well, it's written all over your face. <laughs> because there is no defense to it. There's no comeback. Well, they can't see their own face, <laughs> right, right? right? When they're talking to you. Yeah. So It's either they really believe that and they go... Okay, you're right. That's what I do believe. Yeah. Or they don't believe it and they're going, huh, I wonder why it looks like I believe that yeah. when I don't. 
it's either confusing or they agree. Yeah. And the other thing is anybody who's listened to a number of these podcasts, yeah. they hear me agree with you. <laughs> but a lot of times my agreement is not necessarily agreement with what you're stating. It's agreement <laughs> with the fact that I understand what you're saying. Like, yes, please continue. Because I do that a lot, right? I say, I'm, yeah, in your everyday yeah, I get interactions, yeah. It's that. just the way I interact with people is to say yes or positive affirmation as to please continue. Well, yeah. And it's not necessarily, I don't think you're full of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, you could be thinking, I totally disagree with you, but, I'm but going, you yeah, want them to keep yeah, talking. Right, right. I get it. I get where you're coming from, right? <laughs> Waiting for that opportunity to say, which is, but this is not right. Which is the funniest thing of the first part of that clip where you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like, oh, you agree? Yeah. No. Well, let me say something. And, and I'm like, no, no, no. Let's not let you say something until we see if you actually agree. Or if you're just saying, yeah, because you want me to keep going down this path you don't agree with. Right. So, and it goes to, I think the best thing we can do in any negotiation is keep the other person talking. Uh, amen, brother. Amen. Because yeah. the more I mean, they talk, the more like they reveal... And the better we are, uh, the better we are. Yeah, yeah. To counter, if that's not a Sun Tzu principle, which I believe it is, then it should be. Well, Ray, it's funny you bring that up because this next clip kind of has to do with the same uh, train of thought there, where you kind of agree, but uh, you're not really maybe agreeing with what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't agree with you at all. <laughs> Well, in fact, I think this next clip is one in which I don't even realize that you are intentionally trying to give me a hard time. Well, I, I know. And how... afterward, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, my God, he, I know he how... like totally was trying to sidetrack me. Well, that's what's funny about the clip is, is you have your brain works in a way that you get a thought and then if uh, there's another thought in there, then you forget about your current thought and move on to the next thought. And so I'm kind of uh, intentionally trying to get you off track just, you know, as a friendly banter. Right. Uh, and it doesn't work is the ironic thing. Right. You remembered your point and I did. went on to say it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear it. This is from episode 22. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about uh, having those customers and if you've been in the business any length of time, you've had them where somebody comes in, they look at a vehicle and they leave and then they decide, yep, that's the one they want. They come back and it's been sold. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the next customer and they're saying, all right, well, we want to go think about it. You know, I don't want to say, well, it'll be gone. Won't be here. I'm going to sell it out from under you. <laughs> the car badger? Uh, yeah. But you're pulling that from way back, right? Oh, yeah. So, the car badger. But I do want to say. my job. Listen, I don't work on cars. I don't Do I look like I work on cars. You see this tie I got on? I sell cars. But, Popcorn break. But Won't so be here. The, the the point is that rather than you know kind of approach it from that perspective to just say, hey, Mr. Jones, I'm just like you. I would I completely understand why you. It's a major purchase. Why you would want to take some time to think about it. I get that. Right, I make a reference to the old car badger. Hey, Ray, you want to go get me some popcorn? 
I'm not going to allow you to do that, John. <laughs> and at the do time, I, look like I work on cars. I didn't realize what you were doing, but you continued <laughs> to throw out a car manager crap, even though I was trying to move on and I wasn't going to have it. I think that happens more often than not. Is that I kind of dwell on a topic and you're kind of like, all right, let's go. Let's move right. on. Let me make my point. And I just can't let the joke go. Maybe that's why people go, John's so funny. <laughs> well, it's like the old joke, Ray. What's the difference in a piano and a fish? <laughs> oh, you got it. Do what you know is the difference? the difference between the piano you and a fish? You can tune a piano, Ray, but you can't tune a fish. All right. Very well. Out of five attempts. <laughs> the fifth time's the charm. Absolutely. Right? So there you go. Do you have anything? I, I'm impressed that you uh, hung on to your train of thought and made your point. And, uh, you know, despite my best opportunity or best efforts, uh, you were you would not be thwarted. No, I would not. So uh, do you, but is there anything to add about the point you were making? Just that that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, even, go ahead. I may not realize yeah. But later, when I'm listening to the episode, I'm like, that's sorry. <laughs> that's what I love about it. Is I think you called me like later that day. After we had released that, it was on iTunes, on Stitcher, everywhere on the internet. And you called me and you're like, man, you I, were, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't even catch it. But, giving me the business. If yeah. you will. <laughs> Give you the business. All right. Well, Ray, we have a, just only a couple of more uh, clips here to go through. Would you like to talk about something totally off the wall for a no, minute? No, no. All right, fair enough. Well, Ray, if there's nothing you'd like to add to the earlier clips and you wouldn't like to take an intermission, we can move on to uh, intros or service retention. Service retention. I want to get that out there. Certainly, Ray. I'm here to please you. <laughs> Let me just uh, bump up the sound on that one a little bit. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the what? What? Would you like me to just play the quip? Yeah. Did I say I quip? think it's time. Did I say quip? Quip. Just play the quip. <laughs> I'm just going to play the clip, Ray. Boom, here it is. One of the biggest complaints I got from advisors is, hey, since you guys have been raising our retention which is great for the dealer and the manufacturer loves it but my ro amount has gone down and so i don't like these can you all please stop making these retention calls right they're dollars per ro yeah yeah and i said no we're not going to quit making those yeah but if you would use this multi-point inspection and start you know kind of selling you know your job is not only to diagnose and write up i mean their job isn't really even to diagnose I mean, you're, part of the job description of a service device, a service advisor is to sell. Am I wrong? No. And they're, they're paying bonuses based on their sales. Okay. First of all, I like the way that I say okay at the end. Like my point was proven. Right. Like I'm all arrogant. Okay then. So you agree? Right. But actually, you said, you said later, you know, I wish I had gone into this topic. Right. Well, I understand why you get pushback or why we get pushback when we talk about retention calls 
not being as uh, well received by service advisors. Okay. And the reason is because most of those retention calls are people who bought a brand new car six months ago. And now we're trying to get that car back in the service lane. And there's not a whole lot that they can sell them yeah, six a, months later, right? right I mean, maybe an oil change at the, at the most. And my point to that is, yes, I understand their pushback. However, what the value is to that service advisor is this is somebody who you can start to build that credibility and value and you being their go-to for all of their service needs. Right, not only on this new car that has very few service needs, but also whatever else they may have in their stable of cars. Right, their wife's car, or husband's car, or their children's car. Um, but it's the long play, not the short play. Right now, I'm your go-to guy. I'm the guy who's going to help you in determining what the needs are with this car and providing them to you. Yeah, and it's not. Something you're going to sell right now. Right. But yeah, it's building the reputation. It's building the relationship. Correct. Where, yeah, and I, you mentioned, you know, the family having other cars. It brings to mind to me, which I didn't even think about at the time, but you're right. Like, there's going to be friends on Facebook asking, hey, does anybody know a good mechanic? Right. Uh, you know, I've got this problem with my car. Does anybody know where I should take it? There's going to be coworkers asking, hey, where do you take your car? Sure. And if you can build that relationship and that reputation of serving the client. Right. Yeah. Hey, my guy is Jimmy or Jane. Call them at ABC Motors and they're going to take good care of you. They always take good care of me. Yeah, no, right? I love it. I love so you make a great point. And I think not necessarily even just service, but sales as well. We got to be looking at the long play as well as the short play, right? Can I be that trusted resource, whether it's for service items or sales items, that somebody would be willing to say, no, I've got a guy or I've got a girl who takes care of all my needs, yeah, and that's what we need to be thinking of when we're bringing in these service or these retention clients, rather than necessarily God. Well, I'm not going to be able to sell them anything. No, but you're going to be able to build a relationship with that person where you give them your card and your extension and say, "Call me if you need anything at all." Right now, all you need is an oil change. Great, I'm happy to help you with that. But in the future, when you need other things, I want my name to be the first one that comes to mind. When you think about, hey, I need some work done. Yeah, it's an opportunity to play a personal commercial for yourself. Right. You are getting in front of people who can influence your income, you know, down the road. Yeah. And, and hey, who's to say that you treat this customer well today and tomorrow his coworker asks, hey, I need a transmission replaced. Do you know anybody? Right. And he says, man, it's funny you ask. I just had my oil changed yesterday oh, and yeah. this guy treated me incredibly well. Yeah. That's or a recall comes up on that vehicle or whatever yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of opportunity down the road, but let's not just think about the short term. Well, hey, there's other opportunities that are going to come. Great point. Ray, we have done about 85 episodes of this podcast. Correct. We have released 50. Right. 
Well, 49 until today. Good point. This will be our 50th. And in those 49, in those 85 that we've recorded, we have started this show in a plethora of different ways. A smorgasbord, if you will. A salmagundi of intros we've had. Welcome to the Saturday morning sales meeting with John and Ray. And we're going to talk about... All right, simple introduction. Welcome yep. to the Saturday morning sales meeting with John and Ray, and today we're going to talk about. All right, here's another one. Ray, what are you doing? I'm warming up. I'm oh, my warm-up. are you warmed up? I am ready. That's one of my favorites, actually. It's you warming up before with your me, my, mo, which not everybody knows. You do this before every episode. Liar. Not true. Here's another one. Hey, right. Hey, John. It's time again for us to do another podcast. Wonderful. I'm so excited. Okay, that's pretty normal. Hey, we're all excited. It's time again to do another podcast. Okay, here's uh, here's one of your favorites, I believe. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you? It's Friday. It is Friday. I'm doing hey. great, man. How are you? That one, it, it may not come across in post, but it was really loud, and we were both pumped up. It was Friday. I was right? saying, hey, Ray, good morning. You know, right. You love that kind of intro because you think... We're you coming know, off the, yeah, yeah. driving music. Right. Uh, four, three, two, one. You ah. like it when we're excited? Yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh, this is an audience favorite right here. Good morning, Ray. What's wrong with you? What? It's just there, creepy. Well, there's, there's, You're looking at me funny. Yeah, not, not audience favorite. There are a few twisted individuals who like that one. I wouldn't say it's generally an audience favorite. Uh, our comments will tell the truth. <laughs> I, I happen to love those. Right. Those are some of my favorite, right? Well, and I really do. So enjoy. I think I know the point that you're going to make, and I think that one actually goes to my point. Uh, so you, please, do you care to discuss that now, <laughs> or are you, do you want to discuss not with it the way you're currently talking? <laughs> well, then let's just play our next clip, Ray. Go. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Good How are day. you? Oh, sorry. I just didn't know you. I'm so used to us speeding through this whole process. I didn't do it quick enough. <laughs> I didn't expect you to answer. I'm good. I always answer. We always start that way. Right. Do you want to talk first or shall I? <laughs> no, please go. No, please. So if you listen to the majority of the ways that we that we intro the podcast, uh huh, it starts with "Good morning, Ray" from you. Yeah. Good morning, John, from me. Yeah. You saying, "Hey, Ray, how are you?" And I do say, "I'm doing great, man. How are you?" Yeah. And you respond with, "I'm doing great," and you go into I don't know weather report or fishing report or whatever thing happens to come across your mind and that's the majority of the time there are a couple of examples especially early on 
where that's not the way it flowed. But the majority of those times, we say, good morning, Ray, good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? And we move on. I, again, the case pleads the court, the case of there he You gave four examples. Four examples yeah. over 50. Less than 10%. Okay. And uh, the opposing side has zero examples of how we've done it Not that true. same way. Not true. Hey, the audience can be the judge. They can go back and listen to every episode and see how we've started every right. episode. Well... And I, I have to apologize to our listeners that Ray has just taken off his reading glasses. I did. I'm he done. rubbed his forehead. Yep, yep. Squeezing <laughs> my eyes, pushing on the bridge of my nose. I'm, I'm done. Do I look like I work on podcasts? <laughs> Ray, uh, uh, let me say what? something nice to you. Okay. Before we, <laughs> before we end this. 50th anniversary episode. I just first want to say cheers, brother. Amen. Hey, we accomplished something here uh, that neither of us planned to accomplish a year ago. Correct. We've talked about it for three or four years. We have. Uh, you know, we've oftentimes, over the life of our friendship, we uh, I can remember us having the conversation, we ought to do a podcast. Yeah. Well, we would typically finish a conversation, especially when we were both on the road, mm -hmm. and we would talk about things that were going on in the dealerships that we were in, and we would, at, one of us, at some point would say... After an hour-long conversation. This would have been a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? We've transitioned that to actually creating a podcast. Uh, do you still feel the same way? Yeah. No, I love what we're doing. <laughs> I love what we're doing. Do you feel like you're being true to that... Uh... Yes. Five-year-old absolutely, absolutely. That said, man, this would be and, a great podcast. And I feel the best is yet to come. I do too, man. Yeah. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, especially through this COVID thing where we're all kind of locked down. Yeah. Uh, you know, we. I was a traveling coach and hell, you do the same thing. You're a business consultant by trade. Yep. Uh, we kind of couldn't do that because, nope. you know, it's hard to get a flight. And hard to find a client when they don't want people yeah, coming in. coming in. Uh, but yeah, man, I have really, this has kept my kind of finger on the pulse yeah. uh, of business in general, but especially the car business. And yeah. uh, I, I would do it all over again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, And I hope that those who are listening have found some value in what we do. Entertainment value, if nothing else. <laughs> Right, right. Well, we—it's funny what we don't talk about, you know, on the air is we've got like a, a list of topics that we should discuss. We have a little kind of category that you know you and I came up with that either this should be entertaining or informative or it should teach something. Right. And we feel like every episode should either do one or all three. Right. One or multiples of those three. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah and I think we've, we've maintained that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why we do this is we feel like the car business ain't perfect no. and, and we can help fix it. Yeah. So. Well, and it, it, it's always, there's always opportunity for growth, right? There's always opportunity to delve deeper into what can we do to be better tomorrow than we were today? 
That never stops. It's one of your quotes that you love from that dealership that was hanging on the wall. What was it? Yeah, it was, if you're as good as you're going to be, you can't work here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our goal. All right. Well, well hey, uh, happy 50th, happy Ray. Happy 50th. And uh, here's to another time. 50, right? Yep. 50 and plus. And for our listeners, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. One thing you always say at the end that uh, you want to encourage people to give you feedback. You are, yeah. you know, do you like what you're hearing? Do you have a topic you want to hear uh, us talk about? Do you just like listening to people talk about the car business? Yeah, you know, uh, or sales in general. Yeah, or, or do you like the format? Do yeah. you wish we'd be more serious and just talk about the topic? Do, you know, do you like the banter? All of these types of things that you want to get in at the end of every show and I say, Ray, just tell them thank you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do you want to get any of that out right now? No. All right. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.